1: Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.
2: Hi, I'm Jules Von Hepp.
3: Hello, I'm Sarah Powell.
2: And welcome to Wobble, a podcast about happiness and body confidence. Because
3: we all wobble.
2: In this week's Wobble, I am joined by Caroline Bazzana. Uh, We recorded this in New York, so sadly, no Sarah Powell this week. You're left with my dulcet tones. Um, But Caroline is an amazing conversation because So many times Sarah and I get uh, DMs about maybe you want to leave your job, maybe you want to change your life, maybe you are thinking about starting it on your own or you're sick of the people that you're working with and I met Caroline very quickly over a bowl of soup in Manhattan and I was just like I really like your vibe, I really like your story, I like the fact that you are braving it and going it on your own and she is, she owns the hustle which is a term that means you are going out there and you're getting work yourself it's a really good conversation if you are maybe feeling a little bit wobbly at work um and yes she works in the fashion industry but what she says can be applied to any industry you just need to change the examples god knows sarah will have some amazing insights on her viewpoints of this episode of wobble but i really really hope you enjoy it here's caroline so uh, yet again another podcast episode where i am sat Literally in front of the tanning ten in the Isle of Paradise <laughs> office in New York. And I'm now sat with the lovely Caroline.
4: Thank you for having me. Oh my God, you're
2: so welcome. Thank you for coming on Wobble. Of course, of course. Um, I am so mesmerized by your style and by your individuality. And I wish uh, Sarah could be here because she would literally, she would be in child's pose at your feet (laughs) and she would probably be in your wardrobe stealing half of your clothes. The coat that you wore today, I was like, Sarah would die for that. Oh my gosh,
4: well Sarah, you can come borrow anything, anytime.
2: You'll regret (laughs) regret that statement, let me tell you. Well are you from New York originally? Yes, I am, I am. So when, um, when did you start getting into clothes and fashion? Because like, if you haven't been on Caroline's Instagram, we will link it in the bio, pause this podcast, have <laughs> a look, and you are gonna see, I wanna say just the pure fruitfulness Thank of this you. girl. How, when you. did you first start getting into fashion?
4: It's funny because I feel like I think back and I've just always loved color and style and tutus and sparkle for as long as I can remember. If I had to pick one time, I kind of remember being like 10 years old. I originally thought I wanted to be an artist. I loved to paint and draw and things like that. Um, And then as I got older, my mom found me like in my room every day putting together my own outfits and being like, this is what I'm wearing. Um, And no matter how crazy they were, she was so supportive and told me, yeah, I mean, you put it together on your own. Wear it. So I think kind of that freedom and that liberty from such a young age to be creative and to kind of wear whatever I wanted, even if it was insane. I think really like inspired me and encouraged me to just keep doing it. So fashion was something I always really really loved and then when I ended up going to college, I went first for fashion design, quickly realized I hated sewing and had to sure. ch- <laughs> and had to change that around cuz From a young age, you think, okay, there's two careers in fashion, like buyer or designer. Mm -hmm. That's how I thought. I was like, Mm -hmm. I'll be a designer, hands-on, everything. Quickly realized, no, 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 there's a million career options, so take the time to explore them all and then kind of did internships and always wanted to be in fashion though no matter what and now I get to just literally play with clothing for a living and it's kind of like a full circle and a dream come true.
2: There will be people listening to this I know for sure who maybe haven't you might be still being like university you might be in school you might think oh I want a job in this industry how do I start and where do I go? Of
4: course I think interning is so important so during my sophomore year of college I decided okay this summer I'm having an internship in New York city no matter what I started just emailing people, you know, didn't hear back from tons of people because this was before, like, you could just find people on social media, um, but I finally got an internship with Anna Sui. She's a women's wear designer in the garment center in New York, and I was in the production department, so I was just pretty much doing anything and everything, whether it was going to get coffee, making copies of, you know, the line sheet, or if we got an order from net a and we needed, you know, 10,000 buttons for something, me, like, running around the garment center from our distributor getting the buttons so it was just anything and everything and I had such an amazing time with them that after the summer internship ended I came back for February fashion week and took a week and a half off from school and interned during fashion week as well because that was a completely different experience than the summer was and I wanted to try that out as well so I really got to try out so much during that internship and then after that I got to try out magazines which was absolutely incredible I learned so much and I interned with Marie Claire magazine and that was after my junior year. So I did two to three, if you count the Fashion Week internship during college. And I mean, they were all great. They taught me so much about the industry and about you know what I like, what I don't like, and what I could really see myself doing long-term.
2: Cause like, you know, I've worked in fashion as well yep. and really fashion was not for me. I mm-hmm. think, and I've done Fashion Weeks as backstage as a beauty expert. Oh and my gosh. if you've never done Fashion Week, which why would you, it's a complete <laughs> head fuck it's um, insane It's insane, and I think it brings out the worst in people and that was for me was like a big like I want to move away from this industry mm-hmm. how have you had any of those points working in fashion or you know whatever industry you're in where you have maybe gone hmm this isn't for me
4: mm-hmm I think there were definitely certain times where I was maybe in a certain job or a situation where I knew, okay, I need to do something else or get out. I would probably say, so after the internships and after I graduated, I ended up working in magazines. My first job was at Teen Vogue and then my second job was at InStyle. And I would say I kind of had a moment like that at InStyle where I'd been working there but I just wasn't feeling like creatively inspired at all. If anything I kind of felt like I was like in a little box or I was like up against a glass ceiling like you know I just couldn't fully spread my wings. And that's kind of when I started getting this idea or like this little person on my shoulder saying you should go be your own boss. You need to just leave this. You need to quit. You need to just do something. that." And how long you were you at style for? I was there a little under two years. So, you know, it was a a good amount of time. And I learned so much. I was on the digital side, so very important. I got to learn the ins and outs of running a digital website Mm -hmm. before I then went out and created my own. So I feel very, very lucky for that. I do not regret it at all. But I think it definitely helped prepare me, whether I realized it or not. Even if I was miserable day in and day out, it really helped prepare me to to go out on my own and to try it.
2: And you have, I mean, gosh, you've recently launched your book, Making It in Manhattan, which yes. is all about, essentially, as Americans say, the hustle, mm-hmm. which yep. in the UK we mean um, literally going for it and wrestling in the pit and getting what you want. Mm-hmm. I loved what you said about not feeling like you can spread your wings. Like, yes. almost like you're in that box and you can't open your arms fully. Yeah. yeah, What, like, where do you start if that's what you're experiencing? Oh
4: my gosh, I mean, You start with crying, you start with feeling so frustrated, you start with feeling like there's no escape. You know, I think that's like where it all started. I And I knew that feeling wasn't right because I knew I loved fashion and I knew I'd wanted to work in it forever. So I knew that that wasn't like my end. I knew fashion still had that magic and that sparkle I always had known it had. It just, it was no longer at this company. So after the crying and thinking like, oh my God, what am I going to do? I need to make money. I need to have a job. I slowly started to think, well, what else is out there? What other opportunities? So I did start applying for other full-time jobs. Mm -hmm. Full disclosure, I at first, you know, was too timid to just say to myself fully, I'm quitting. I'm being my own boss. I'm quitting. It took probably like a solid maybe six months of like Going back and forth, interviewing for some jobs, maybe not getting them or not feeling a connection at the interview or and whatever did, it might how be. How did
2: how did you deal with that?
4: That was tough because at first I just wanted any other job so I could just get out. And then I fully believe in like the universe telling you like. Yes, this is for you. No, this is not. So I felt like the universe was not letting me get another job because I was supposed to go out on my own. Because there was, just for example, there was this one job. It was actually a job I had applied for right before I ended up quitting. And I was perfect for it, like had all the right experience. Even in the interview, they said, you are literally the perfect candidate for this job. I said to myself, I said, it's either this or I quit. Like I'm getting this job or I have to get out of here. I'm like (laughs) so miserable. Mm. I didn't end up getting the job. And fast forward now, you know, a little over two years later, I've been doing my own thing. That company actually shut down. So the girl who got the job I wanted and all of the people there were unfortunately laid off. So in the two, two and a half years I've been out there building my brand, making a name for myself, I could have wasted those two years building someone else's company and someone else's brand and having to start from ground one. So guys, listen to the universe. If it's telling you, don't do that wait for your time you know something bigger and better is out there waiting for you yes it's so frustrating and you're like I want it now I want it now but try your best to listen because I remember being so upset when I did not get that job because I was like oh my god like now I have to quit my job I kind of mm-hmm. told myself this is it and I am not going back on my word so it was tough because then I was just like okay I, I guess this is it I guess I'm doing it like now or never Davin in head first do it
2: I think there, there definitely is some thing in that where a psychic once said to me it was about a personal relationship she was like stop trying to make something happen and throw the seeds in the air and see which way the wind takes them Wow! and it, it's almost like what's meant to happen for you will it will work itself out it it's just really a thinking will. time and you just need like and I know I, I I know Sarah has been through this herself and I know I know as she's editing this she'll be like yeah <laughs> I, I've experienced this and things just work themselves out slowly but yes, surely in the past yeah. unravel now you're on you're on your own you are mm-hmm. growing this business you've got this book out like what tips because starting on your own is terrifying <laughs> it's terrifying, terrifying. terrifying and yes. maybe like maybe you're not thinking of starting on your own now maybe it's the thought that's niggled maybe you won't do it maybe you've got a friend that's gonna do it what did you experience when you were going it on your own at the start
4: I mean there's so much I think just right off the bat I had already been working in fashion so now I was trying to go out and kind of rebrand myself entirely I had been branded as a magazine girl an editor Caroline from XYZ Magazine. Now I was trying to rebrand myself as just, I am Caroline Vizana. I am style influencer. I'm then a soon-to-be author, now an author. I'm, you know, I'm just me rather than being from, so I think that was hard because I had to re-educate a lot of people. So I would say like the first couple of months, I was going out to lunches and coffee meetings with tons of publicists who I'd worked with for years, but to re-educate them because they were all like, we got, you're like, you're leaving in style thing, but like, what are you doing? Because in my Thing I couldn't really say, oh, I'm going to publish a book or do that, you know. It was so I think, but so
2: you still kept the meetings going, you kept your contacts. Oh, that. yeah,
4: I like made sure I was not gonna go hide and like be like oh I quit in style like now where's Caroline I was like no I'm here my hat's still in the ring guys like keep keep your eyes on this spot because I'm gonna do something you know I it just took time to figure it out I think that was definitely a challenge though like re-educating people also in the beginning like you had to save up money you had to just think of a game plan I'm not anytime I talk to people about leaving their jobs because everyone a lot of people ask I'm like have a little bit of a nest egg to fall back on just the first couple months you might not get a job right away off the bat it might take some time to get the traction up so have something to fall back on also having like several sources of income is so important even if it's like you know, you're copywriting for one website, but then you're still working on your book and you're doing Instagram partnerships. And maybe you're doing a little bit of freelance writing for magazines. Or it could be a
2: bar job yeah. at night, or it could be like just helping somebody out retail, in their business. It could even yeah. be
4: retail. Like having just like a couple of things to keep, keep your head above water, so you're not freaking out when, you know, the end of the month comes and you need to pay rent. I think that's so, so important, just keeping your head above water. Um, I mean, there's so many things in the beginning that you face. I feel like looking back, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe, like, I went through it all. Like, there's times where you question everything. You're like, you start getting emails from people who are like, oh, I heard you left. Like, this job's opening. Do you want to come interview for it? And you have to listen to your gut, like, oh, my gosh, like, should I go interview for it or should I? Like, I just took a crazy leap. Like, Mm -hmm. am I going to now go back or am I going to stick to this? Because, you know, I was approached one time to fill in for um, someone who's going on maternity. Leave at Cosmo, and it was maybe like six months or so after I had left, and I was like, I had I just busted my ass for these six months, like building my brand and trying to like get my name out there. Now am I gonna go back to a magazine for like while well, someone's on maternity leave? Obviously, it'd be good money. So I didn't do it. I was like, no, I'm sticking to my brand. I have to have faith in my brand. So I think sticking to your guns is a big part because and
2: believing you, in your passion. Yeah, because yeah.
4: we're we're our worst enemy. I, there's so many days where. You have to tell yourself you can do it. You have to tell yourself you're a badass. You got this. Like, don't look back. Like, you know, you're going to question everything. There's going to be days where you're just like, oh, my God. But at the end of the day, you're really up against yourself. Even, you know, you're on social media, you're looking at other people, whatever. You are your biggest competition, you know. That's what I always tell myself. So if you can stay positive and keep hustling and just keep going for it. Like, nothing will hold you back as long as you just, like... Have this drive that no one can, no one can take from you.
2: And let's talk about the hustle. The hustle. Let's talk oh my God. about this because I feel like it's such a. St- I feel like it's becoming the USP of yours of like owning the hustle yeah. and doing it. Yeah. Like what because when you leave a job or when you walk away from a certain situation, and these are really these are skills that can apply to anything. Like you might be breaking up with someone and you yeah. might be like going it alone. You might be leaving a job, mm-hmm. maybe you are moving house, like or moving area. There yeah. could be anything where you're changing the scene and changing mm-hmm. the circumstance. Yeah. Let's start with some tips of what to hustle. Like yeah. there must be some easy easy way to start the ball rolling and creating a new life for yourself.
4: Yeah, I mean we go through change so much just as human beings as you said, like houses, relationships, this and that. I think life's just a constant hustle and just reminding yourself of that and staying passionate and excited. I think I mean for me, I feel like on the daily it's just like meeting, event, appointment, you know, how do I stay motivated with the hustle? I think just reminding myself that I've wanted this for so long, and when I went out on my own, like, this is what I wanted. Even when I was, literally the day I quit, I was like, this is kind of like what I have now is the Mm -hmm. life that I wanted. Mm -hmm. So I try to remind myself, like, girl, you're stressing, you're crying, you're annoyed about something dumb that's going on, don't. Like, you had way bigger problems two years ago when you were just trying to go out on your own and try to get it out there. So remind yourself, like, this is what, you know, this is your goal and when you get it, yeah, things could explode and it could be crazy. But try to enjoy it. Something I talk about a lot is also celebrating the little things and I think that makes the hustle so much more worth it. So for me, if I've been like having a crazy busy week, but you know, one of the things on my list for the week was like, I don't know, make sure I reply to like my inbox on time or whatever it might be, then go like celebrate yourself a little bit. It doesn't need to be something crazy, but go get yourself your favorite ice cream, your favorite smoothie, your favorite, you know, I always celebrate with food personally, but like, like like always with a little treat, but celebrate the little things because if you just are going, going, going and never stop to celebrate yourself and to reflect back like you're doing great you know sometimes you just need to literally tell yourself look yourself in the mirror and be like you're a badass you're doing great now let's have a night where we just drink wine and watch your favorite movie I do it all the time people always say to me they're like we feel like you're on all the time and I I am but I'm off a lot as well I just am NOT taking pictures then so you don't see it I mean I love a good wine night with my cat like that's my favorite kind of thing and I think it's those little moments of reality that keep you able to keep hustling like, and
2: also we're all human and all I think human. it's definitely something that I've learned like with Isle of Paradise launching that you have to switch off you have to respect have to. the other side of your life that your brain needs it can't keep going and whatever okay. whatever you're doing in your life where what, even if it's a project that you're working on or anything's going on and Sarah is so all about the self celebration mm-hmm. if you haven't checked out Sarah's master classes you should do oh. they're amazing oh my um,
4: Gosh, I need to check it out
1: Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.
2: It's this whole switch off, walk away from it, and just give yourself a break. I love the fact that you said, like, have your favorite ice cream, yeah. like, give yourself a little treat. Yeah. And- we talk a lot about um, little accomplishments in the day that are so effective, yeah. like making the bed, yes. is a huge accomplishment because already you've done something productive and you're starting mm-hmm. your day. I think it is scientifically proven, don't quote me, I'm not a scientist, but <laughs> about how- I've heard
4: something about that. If you make the bed in the morning, you're like getting off on the right foot. You're like, exactly. I'm gonna have a good day.
2: And like even getting out of bed is hard work. Oh my gosh, so like especially
4: now with this weather. Like yes. if I set an alarm for myself that's like, like, a lo- like kind of early and I stick to it I'm like you go girl you did it you know if I don't again then I don't hate on myself I'm like it's okay y- your body was telling you you needed more rest but I think it- you're so right celebrating like little things like that like making the bed getting up on time like these are accomplishments like for some reason the world doesn't always let you think they are but they really are
2: And let's talk about, while we're on morning routine, I wanna talk about your style and you piecing together your outfits. Because if, like, when I first met you, it's like an (laughs) iconic look. And you've been praised by Iris Mm Apfel. I mean, the most (laughs) insane accolade ever. Like, how do you have the confidence to wear the clothes that you wear?
4: That's a great question. I think it might be people like Iris, like women who have gone before me, who have paved the way and been like trendsetters in their generation, who I then look to. I mean, I've never kind of like fit into a stereotype. Even growing up, I think I've always been different. I've always gravitated toward co- color and sparkle. This isn't something new. I always tell people that. Like, I've always loved this and I've always like, I can remember being in eighth grade. Like, I went to a private school so I had to wear a uniform so I couldn't you know, be creative with my outfits. I used to the craziest hairstyles like just because I was trying to like mm. be different I've just always loved the idea of being different and owning who you are and so. how
2: are the kids at school when you were different
4: uh, I mean I mean we've all experienced some sort of bullying I think in our lives and I think that's something I try to be so transparent about is If you're coming to my Instagram, like, that's, like, my safe spot. Like, I even get hate messages on Instagram now. Um, But, I mean, obviously, then I get love messages from people who are all about it. But I feel so honored and lucky that I can build a community for people who just want to be themselves. Because... There were times, you know, when you're made fun of and people think you're, like, so weird and odd. Because my mom was so supportive. Like, I'd try to do French braids on myself when I'm, like, you know, 10. And they probably looked ridiculous. But it's like, I'd own it. I walked in thinking I looked, like straight off the runway like
2: little miss sunshine literally
4: so and I think it's kind of that confidence I mean now I look back I think my my taste level has definitely I can now understand what does look good and what doesn't thank god but I think it's kind of that instilled in me since I was a kid to just wear what you love be who you are but I definitely went through a period and I talk about this a lot where no one believes this but I went through a phase where I wore all black because I thought it was chic
2: and I While I'm was, in All Black as I we're mean, recording. <laughs>
4: but you've been working, running around to meetings all day. And, I,
2: and All Black for me is, like, I grew up backstage. Yeah, I love All and as a makeup
4: black. artist, like, backstage, and, and also nothing against All Black. If you wear no. All Black, nothing against that. But I'm just not someone that does. So the fact that I kind of, like, changed who I was, I was trying to, like, fit into what was considered, like, chic and fashion, pretty much, mm. and what was, like, the stereotype I guess and then I realized like this really isn't me But I look back at those pictures and I just laugh because I'm like, oh my gosh, like, what was I doing? But it was that kind of, like, re-self-discovery, I think, because I went from being young, being really, really loud, then I went into, like, trying to, like, fit into a mold, and then I went back to my roots to be like, no, like, be who you are, be yourself, wear that crazy sparkly tutu and own it. And I always say it because I get messages from people a lot saying, I love everything you wear, but I'm just not sure if I could pull it off. My tip is always just confidence. I think sometimes I warn stuff that I look back and I'm like, mm, that maybe wasn't the best, or it was a little risky, whatever. But in the moment, I was so confident that people around me were like that's a great look. So I think it's just the way you carry yourself and the confidence you have that's been instilled in me and then every morning when I get dressed I just have fun. I I mean my whole wardrobe is so colorful like I really don't even own much black. I like own maybe like black trousers and like some black boots and stuff just for like staples when I need them but mostly everything else like even all of my handbags are like pink, green, yellow, sparkles, silver like so it's really just every single morning. Morning, like throwing everything in the air, like having fun. If you you know check out my page, I've posted closet shots before, and they're just literally like rainbows.
2: And you mentioned um, horrible comments on Instagram, yeah. and I love the fact that you said that your Instagram is your safe space. Yeah. This is your thing. Mm-hmm. So if you're coming there, this is your like. I love that. I've definitely <laughs> taken something away from that myself. What about in real life? Like because I sometimes wear outfits, and I will get comments said to me, or I'll get. A certain look and in the beauty fashion bubble it's normal but you can go to other events where it's people that are very different from you and some people in this world have absolutely no problem in expressing their views. How do you deal with it?
4: I I deal with stuff all the time. I have people Tell me, oh, you 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 look so pretty without your glasses on. Um, I can't see without my glasses on, so I don't know what you're trying no, to get. Let's think out. about practicality <laughs> like, here. <laughs>
2: um,
4: but I think there's tons of things. I mean, there was this. I mean, I get cat calls on the daily when you're shooting in New York City on the streets, and I don't even wear anything that's relatively sexy. Like I feel like I'm usually covered in a big tool dress. So the fact that I'm getting cat calls, I just get so confused. I mean, the cat calls it, is one thing in New York City. You just need to strip. Up, ignore them you know obviously standing your ground staying there and shooting but if you need to move to a different corner like again that's your safe space you're creating for your platform and for your job don't let other people who are saying disgusting things to you like get in the way um I've had people come up to me on the street like one time I was wearing this yellow jacket on their fan and some woman came up to me out of nowhere did not need to like but went out of her day to say you look like a chicken and I was just so I said thank you I was like, oh, thank you so much. Like, I really yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, pass the it.
2: seeds, bitch, now I do one.
4: <laughs> people, sh- people will shock you. I mean, people, like, I I like, I mean, I wear my hair down a lot, but I wear slicked back buns a lot. And I've had, you know, like, male relatives say like, oh, you, you look a lot prettier with your hair down. Or like, just things like that. I mean, you would be shocked. So my whole thing is take everything with a grain of salt. Do not let anyone's opinions get to you too much. I like my hair pulled back. I like my glasses. I like yellow coats. If I personally like it, I don't give a crap what anyone else thinks. It takes time to build that personality and that mentality, don't get me wrong, because there's times where maybe when I was first starting out, someone said like, oh, that's an interesting outfit, and maybe I went home and I was like, oh my god, like, I guess this wasn't good, like, this is, re- but now I'm like, this is who I am, this is what I like, I mean, I'm in a situation all the time where I'm walking into an event flooded with beautiful women and, like, girls who are so chic, so just kind of owning who you are and reminding yourself daily, I'm big on, like, mantras and life mantras and looking in the mirror at the end of the day and being like, you looked so beautiful today, you know, your outfit was fire, you owned it, you you know you know just beautiful things to yourself because we don't stop enough to say things like that to ourselves which blows my mind so looking in the mirror and just being like you are beautiful you're smart you're intelligent you killed today like you look fat I'll look in the mirror in my outfit sometimes I'm like you did good today bitch and I'll like walk out and it's just little thing and then I walk down the street and I'm like you know I feel like I have music playing in the background but there's not of course but um it's just it's just that little bit of like not caring what other people think and and just knowing that you like it and that's it. It's tough. It's tough. That's why I mean if you scroll back on my Instagram, I didn't used to wear my glasses all the time. That was something that happened just in the most recent couple of mm-hmm. years where I mean my vision got a little bit worse so I needed them more I mean I used to only wear them occasionally but I'm just not a big contact person I'm not good with touching my eyes and I think glasses flatter me nicely and they are such a fun accessory to play with so I just wear my glasses all the time but it was something with confidence at first and feeling like glasses like weren't necessarily sexy mm-hmm. was something I dealt with a lot, and being like, should I just try contacts? Like, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. And funny enough, the person that pushed me to wear my glasses is my boyfriend. He's like, I think you look beautiful either way. He's like, and your glasses are you. He's like, they are a part of you. So funny enough, it took a guy to say it to me. It's something that I've always like reminded myself is they are me. They're a huge part of me. And now people will stop me at events or street style photographers and be like, don't ever stop wearing glasses. Like they are like, your look. So it's kind of become like my signature now, which but also is so you need funny.
2: them, and also I need them.
4: so. Yeah. Well, people think they're fake all the time. I have people who will finally meet me and be like, I have to know, are those real glasses? And I'm like, yeah, they are. Like, I mean, maybe.
0: But
2: (laughs) even if you do wear fake glasses, if you just love having that accessory, yeah, I mean, seriously,
4: go. Like, I love crazy glasses. Even if you don't need them, they make every single look better. I swear to you, glasses just like bring the look together, in my opinion. But I'm biased, obviously.
2: (laughs) Damn, my perfect vision. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Literally, I'm like people but then people of 2020, I'm like, how? Oh my God, jealous. <laughs>
2: um, we always finish our wobble interviews by asking our guests in life, what makes you wobble?
4: I think in this industry in particular, in fashion, there can be a lot of things that make you wobble. It can be just, you know, I think something I used to deal with a lot that now I've overcome was I don't look like a model at all. And I've gr- I've grown a platform where girls look to me for posting pictures of myself which is so weird. I never used to be comfortable in front of a camera. Like I wasn't the girl who was like, "Ooh, take a picture of me. Like I'm sexy, this, that and the other. That was never me. So I think it was very difficult in the beginning telling myself like, okay, like people want to see you in front of the camera. And you know, you're not a model, but you need to own that, that mm-hmm. you do have imperfections and you do have a big nose and like you do wear crazy glasses and you don't have perfect skin. So I think there are days where I've gotten past it, but you need to remind yourself of it, and that's where my mantras come in. Because you can be scrolling through Instagram, we all do it, the comparison, and you see a girl who looks fire in her pictures, and she's gorgeous, and guys, remember, Facetune is a thing, so not everyone is as perfect as they appear to be, but, you know, you can start to feel down on yourself, wow, that girl is gorgeous, and all of her pictures just look amazing, and damn, like, skin is so good. Did she get Botox? Like, should I get Botox? Like, should I, you know, you start going on a spiral. I call it, I call it the mountain. You jump off the mountain, you start going down, down, down into like, should I do this? Should I, like, should I change this about myself? You know, I think there's days where I even still hate my nose. Years later. I mean, I've grown up. I love
2: your nose. Oh my God,
4: stop. Thank you. See, and it's things that are just. I would
2: never even think that about you. Really? That's all your own shit.
4: Oh my gosh, see? And guys, like, as you're listening to this, it's all stuff that you have put on your yourself. It's not anything that anyone else thinks. I mean, I think it goes back to just insecurities from when you were younger, things one person said to you once that just stuck with you. So I think for me, things that make me waffle are just, you know, trying to stay confident in who I am sometimes. Because it can look so easy to look bold together on Instagram. It really does. And, you know, it's easy to feel down on yourself and to start picking apart who you are when no one else even thinks that about you they think you know you look great and beautiful but comparison and you know anxiety and insecurities can come into play and you know surrounding yourself with really really amazing people is so important and people who uplift you and who love you and who think that you're amazing for who you are I think that's a huge thing and finding a partner in life who supports you and uplifts you I I feel very lucky that my boyfriend's like do not ever get plastic surgery wear your glasses like we've been together since college and he's seen me through this crazy journey so i think finding someone like it's so rare it's so rare but a best friend um you know a sister a mom i mean just someone who you can on the regular call up and be like Today's been shit, can we just talk? Having your person changes everything, and I have mine, and I think that's how you build a brand. You you build it piece by piece, but it takes having a supportive, badass group of people behind you every step of it, yeah.
2: Amen, <laughs> amen. I have loved you being on Wobble. You've been an amazing guest. Thank you so much oh for coming on. Oh my gosh, of on.
4: course. Thank you guys so much for having me. This has been amazing.
3: I really, really enjoyed this chat with Caroline. I thought some of the stuff she said was just absolutely great. Like this idea of if you know you want to change direction and you know you want to do something new, it's really easy, isn't it, to get so impatient around that and want it to do it, and wanting to do everything now. And I think that just that idea of trying your best and just listening, just keeping your eyes open and listening to what you want and what's going on around you, I just think that's great. And also, Um, you know when she talked about saying no to the maternity cover like that job came up and I actually had a really similar experience last year where an opportunity came up and it was an amazing opportunity it was great but it really wasn't what I wanted to be doing so I had to say no and sometimes you get tested on it as well and you have to say no twice do you know what I mean it's almost like they haven't heard you the first time so they're like "Oh, are are you sure you don't want to do it and you have to go no and it sends a really clear message to yourself and to everyone else around you that says this is what I want and I'm going after this and if it doesn't look like that I'm going to say no and it's really brave but it's God—it's so empowering when you do Um, thank you so much for being here as always an absolute treat to have you on Wobble please do like and subscribe it really really helps us Um, leave a review as well god I would love that Um, thank you for listening and we will see you next time for another brilliant guest on Wobble